Okay, hi Ruslan. Ruslan is right, right? Yes, exactly correct. It's Ruslan. Ruslan, perfect. What was your first computer? Uh, it was Yamaha MS6. Uh, I listened to your podcast and I had to, you know, to figure ah, out what was okay. it. <laughs> and I hope that I can surprise you with the question. <laughs> I hope too, yeah. So yeah. I didn't listen everything. So, yeah. You know, just basic um, structure to understand. So th- then I had to, of course, modify the question for you. What was your first cloud? It would be a better question, right? <laughs> okay, look, it was a known one, but it was, uh, I mean, it's not widely known, uh, but they had very good solution in terms of uh, scaling virtual machines on the fly, so you can add more resources to the same virtual machine without reboot. Mm-hmm. Uh, even today, like not many cloud uh, vendors offer the same solution. It enabled me to do some experiments with Java, with elasticity. So I will say at that time, the idea uh, to improve Java and make it more elastic uh, was born. Okay, perfect. So back to Yamaha. I never heard about Yamaha. So what is it? So it's a normal computer. It was not my personal computer. Let's say I got it in the school um, Uh classroom. Classroom, Mm -hmm. yeah. Actually, I did not have my personal computer till um, 20, let's say, yeah. So it sounds maybe crazy, but it's reality. Hey, hey 1920s or, <laughs> or no, no, your age of 20? My, my age of 20. When was it, roughly? When, when was it, roughly? You don't be precise, no, roughly? It's, it's like, uh, so let's say 20. So I, I can tell you exact date. Uh, I mean, exact year. It it, it was 2001st. So oh. 2001st, I was... I was um, I was able to get out of the high school mm-hmm. and I got my first job. I collected a little bit of money and then I was able to buy a computer. Cool. Which so one? Was, um, it was Pentium, I believe, something like Okay, of course. 20, 2001 was uh, Pentium 3, I, uh, even more. Something, something. Uh, what I had in 2001, I had a Xeon, double CPU. Mm-hmm. This is what I had, I remember. And it had some problems yeah, with... On a motherboard in Linux, so there were some kernel issues with two processor CPUs. So this was between 2001 and 2003 in this range. Okay, mm-hmm. what you did, what the first thing you did with Yamaha, you you played with that or you programmed hex yeah. immediately something in assembler or you know <laughs> what what you did with that? Look, um, of course we were learning programming language, and the programming language was basic. Of course, so. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I like that, that language, so um, I got it very quickly. Uh, mm-hmm. I became probably one of the most advanced students. Cool. Why? Um, what What do you build I, with that? I mean, I, I don't know. I just got it so quickly. You know, like I did faster than anyone else. Cool. Uh, and let's say in, in several lessons, um, teacher put me in front of the main computer, and I was uploading games to computers of other. Hey, guys. cool. So you are the true <laughs> hacker. So. <laughs> One question. So now interview question to you. What is GoSub? What is what? GoSub, command in basic. Uh, uh, goes up, goes up. So very good. And you see? <laughs> I, I have I to admit this is one of the view commands, which I remember. And with that, you know, it was my first pattern. So I was proud that okay. I know GoSub. So now, you know, after 30 years, I can reuse it again. This is like Go2, but it comes back. Okay, okay, so I go see. to so goes and goes up, right. comes back, right? And if I saw in right, basic right. Uh, go to, I always said, you know, you are stupid. You have to use goes up. You know, it's all not modular. There was a, another term. I said it comes back and is better or whatever, right? Nice. Yeah. This was the, the beginning of methods. Okay. Exactly. What you've what you've wrote with 
what you did with the computer you wrote which program or what you did you know which something which is noteworthy uh, look at that age i was still young so probably it was uh, 12 13 so and i had very limited access to the mm -hmm. classroom okay um but later when i went to high school i went where was it was it in uh, in which city or what Where was uh, it was my in, in in city in my city in Ukraine. I was born in Ukraine. Uh, Ukraine, okay. Zhytomyr. Okay. Yeah, Zhytomyr, yeah. And at that time, they were... had already computers. It's really remarkable. Yeah, like actually, it was a surprise because our school bought very new, like yeah. Yamaha computers. Yeah. At that time, it was you know like something uh, unreal, like in uh, XUSSR, like you know, it was very hard to, uh, to yeah. get computers. Yeah, so. yeah, of course. Yeah, but for some reason, like I don't know how they did it, but my teacher, you know, found the solution. Like, and they got the full class of very nice new computers. Like, it was very uh, exciting uh, for yeah. um, all of us. Yeah. And then, uh, let's say, I participated actually in some competition uh, on uh, in our region. Um, I, I got probably like something uh, in first ten ten place i mm -hmm. don't remember exactly probably it was nine wow yeah but yeah but the problem was look i, I could probably win even first uh, make a first uh, place but the problem was my program was calculating too long too long like you know yeah. like um, and, and i had uh, it was concern, not efficient like, enough right so your algorithm was not right no i i was concerned maybe like there is some end loop uh, ah, okay. I mean, endless loop uh, maybe it does not work like so i didn't have enough time to wait let's say right okay And then later, like, so I did some tricks, uh, you know, to get the result, but to get it faster, uh, but it got result during specific range. Out of that range, it did not work well. Mm -hmm. So, um, but uh, after I figured out what was the right answer, so the program that won, that program was calculating too long as well. Okay. So if I, you know, like, uh, follow my initial algorithm, probably I will be able to get a better place uh, yeah, cool. at that competition. Yeah, but I learned it, like, you know, from, from this. So I need to be patient. I need yeah. to double check, um, you know, initial idea. If it even, if it looks not correct, maybe it's not the truth. Maybe you need to, you know, take a look from another angle. Yeah. And so. so helpful experience. So, and, and by the yeah, way, exactly. uh, you, uh, you enjoyed programming from day one or you were... Yes, do I do uh, enjoy this from day one. I don't know, like... Uh, and why? Were you like fascinated by the machine itself or by the by hardware or by programming or by the feedback or what? Why you like that? Uh, in different period of time, I like different things, but definitely the most important what motivates me to... Uh, back then. Now, now it doesn't matter, but back then, you know, what yeah. motivated <laughs> you back then? Look, I'm still doing cool stuff during the weekends. Like uh, I'm waiting for weekends to program. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, why I like it because I like to solve complex problems. So if okay. I can solve it, uh, I get good adrenaline, you know, portion of adrenaline. Yeah. So I can do it like it works. So I, I just enjoy the process. Yeah. And I do like solve complex problems. Okay. This can be uh, me later. At the beginning, I just. Okay like the hardware and i okay. wanted to do something useful with it but i had no idea what to do you know it's like this is cool i would like to use it but i have no idea what to do with a computer no this was the <laughs> and then now i enjoy solving problems back then no no chance um okay cool and, and why you participate in the competition you just uh i mean yeah because i was uploading games to all students so the teacher said like okay you are one of the best go and show what what you can do like, you know that was the reason And we were 14, 14, roundabout? 
Yeah, some, something like this, like, you know, roughly 14. But later I went to high school mm-hmm. and we got access to another com- kind of computers, actually. Kawasaki. Or Honda. I have so, to look it up, the Yamaha. I never heard about this. The Yamaha is doing computers back then. Yeah, like, so yeah, MSX series, take a look. Okay, yeah, I will do, really. So, and uh, it was IBM computer okay. and PL, PL language. So, I was programming PL language. Uh, PL1. Also. PL1, yes. Yeah. I don't remember anything now, honestly, but but I build programs uh, on this and I build programs for students to do some um, work, you know, uh-huh. like you like test, testing. Mm-hmm. So, and then uh, I learned Delphi. Okay. The Delphi. Yeah, Delphi was nice. So because it was so yeah, I, it was easy, you know, yeah, I, I wanted to learn actually Delphi or Delphi, but uh, I stopped with Tuba Pascal. So I started with Tuba Pascal, and they were talking yeah. me the next step is going to be Delphi, and this is object oriented. I was so fascinated what right. means object oriented, but they say, hey, no one could explain you what it means, so that you have to do Delphi, but I never had time to do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, very interesting. By the way, in my case, uh, I skipped Pascal. Um, okay. I, I learned some basic stuff, but I didn't, didn't write programs. Mm-hmm. On this, like I don't know, I just jumped directly to Delphi, and mm-hmm. it, it looked more powerful at the time. We had, like more UI elements mm-hmm. and easy to pro- to program. Let's say for beginners. Okay. So I started to adopt. Uh, I mean, to learn Delphi. What you did with yeah, PL1? Built- what you did with Delphi? So was there anything uh, yeah. mentionable with PL1? So with PL PL1, for example, when you have um, when you have to do like test test at mathematical. Okay. Lesson. okay. So I build a program for this test mm-hmm. for mathematics, let's mm-hmm. say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the okay. students were using my program to pass okay. exams, let's say. Oh. So then you yeah. said that then you were wealthy, you know? It's like, okay, would you like to pass, you know? Upload <laughs> <laughs> the game. <laughs> at, that time, at that time, I did not have access to, you know, like to the system um, when they test the students. So I had only access to, at the beginning, when, when this the program. Is how, how you develop your, your own first remote payment system, right? <laughs> In the cloud. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> this, would be, this would be cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, PL1, uh, I worked with someone. He told me that PL1 stands for Programming Language 1, actually. Something like this, yeah. yeah this correct. is uh, incredible. Okay, Delphi, what you did correct. with Delphi? With Delphi, I did different things, but the most uh, remarkable one, I built solution to calculate location of a point based on uh, signals received into other points. So if you have two points and you receive the signal, um, so you can calculate uh, location of the point on the Earth, let's say. Ah, so, like GPS? Why, why? Triangulation? Like GPS, yeah, like, yes, exactly, like triangulation, yeah. Okay, exactly. so, and why you did it? Just for uh, fun, or was it assignment? Or Look, I was I was learning, um, um, let's say, special course, which is called uh, Devices for Geophysical Monitoring. Okay. And uh, they... Register. I mean, sensor register uh, can register different signals. Okay. Um, and sometimes you can say, okay, this is signal uh, from that direction, and this is the distance, like you know, okay. for, for that signal. And if you have like several points like this, or at least two, you can calculate like um, location. But you need a really length. good timing, right? So very exact. You timing. need uh, exactly like very very. But we are talking about uh, electromagnetic signals, yeah. for example, right? Yeah. And they're traveling very fast, so it's very precise uh, methods to calculate location. And uh, my my teacher, 
uh, did very good job in mathematics, so he created some special algorithm okay. because it's not uh, it's not super easy, let's say, to calculate on the Earth because Earth is not uh, round; it's mm-hmm. more, you know, like some ellipse. Mm-hmm. So, Potato. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you need to put specific formulas yeah. uh, to, to calculate it correctly. At at the uh, workshops in Munich Airport, there was a woman, and uh, and uh, I have a chat with her. So she she was developer, and he learned something. Mm-hmm. I don't know back then microservices to Java, and 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 okay. and uh, back then I explained something with JavaScript very briefly, and I say JavaScript is terrible with that with uh, calculations. And she told me I do do it with JavaScript all the time, and I asked her what is it, what you are actually doing, and she told me the build with uh, JavaScript. I forgot actually the um, <clears throat> the name for that, but uh, every area on Earth, if you if you build a map, has a different uh, algorithm to calculate you know the areas because you know Himalayas is a mountain, and if you have a map, it is flat, but mountain is high, so there is a different algorithm applied. For Himalayas, than for uh, Switzerland or Netherlands, right? Because Netherlands is flat, exactly. it's one to one. Yeah, and she said, and I have to do it for Greenland, because no one did it for Greenland, and she did it. And I say, mm-hmm. you are amazing. So why you are sitting in my course? You know, I mean, what I'm just doing, deleting code, and uh, I mean, you can nothing learn from me. It's like, yeah, but she she need now to build a microservice in the backend. This was incredible, and and she was what I learned that Greenland belongs to another country. I think Netherlands, and she spent mm-hmm. some time in Greenland to learn, you know, and, and she programmed the, the algorithms and came back. So this was actually the story I learned that every country or area in, on Earth, they have a different algorithms. I forgot the name for them. So geospatial algorithms mm-hmm. to calculate the areas. Right. Because uh, if you if you look you know, from above at, at the at the map, uh, you know, the Mount Everest is like a triangle, we'll say. But if you right. would look from, the, from, from above, it'd be not a point or smaller than it actually is. So this was interesting. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you need to take into account all these points mm-hmm. you know, when you calculate. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so that was my experience with Delphi, and I did mm, good job. My program was accepted by the commission. I mean, like, but it was uh, too slow. I suspect you, right? No, it was faster. It was faster. Uh-huh. Cool. And this but, was like assignment in high school, like you know, a final exam or something like this. Exactly. Yeah, that was the final exam. Wow. Was the final exam. And for, for this exam, one big guy came to specifically to take a look at this program. Okay. And listen to what I say. Like so. The, the they came a guy to watch you at the final exam. What I wanted to to tell you is, it is actually hard. I mean, was it a special school for talented people? I mean, you cannot expect well, students to have school. Hang, you know, Actually, such we had only twelve people uh, that year in whole Ukraine who were learning um, these devices for geophysical monitoring. Um, yeah, I will say, like, I was lucky to get to this um, group of people, wow. like, it was really accidentally, so I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't pay money anyone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> okay, I, feel, <laughs> I didn't suspect it. I will say <laughs> because at the time it was, you know, like, um, yeah, like, I, okay, let's keep the topic. <laughs> Yeah. yeah something like this, something like still, this, you, still, you still communist era, right? Back okay. then or not? Uh, but um, yeah, like so, the guy who, uh, that came, they were looking for people who can do programming for their okay. organization because because they had a lot of computers, okay. but nobody knew like how to program these computers. <laughs> 
ah, this is more like me. <laughs> Back then. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I had a computer, I had no idea what to do with it. He grew up with the computers, like, and what, what was the reason why he came back. But he came again to take a look at me, and after he, let's say, he, he bought me, like, you know, because when, when you finish school, you have some kind of, uh, so this school can send you to one place or to another place, like, you know, you cannot choose, uh, choose sorry, uh, they should send you to a specific place, and you have to work there. Mm-hmm. And this guy okay. said, like, we need um, okay. Ruslan and, like, one more guy from this course. Uh, so send them to us. And I was thinking it's disaster from the okay. beginning, honestly, because they sent me in the middle of nowhere, in the forest. <laughs> it's like, you know, living in the middle of... <laughs> no, it was, it was actually near Zhytomyr. Was it Siberia or was it forest or not? <laughs> it was about 90 kilometers from Zhytomyr, but uh, I didn't okay. the car, like, and the road was terrible, honestly, <laughs> to the place. Like, I can tell you okay. why it was a forest, because it was very strategical point okay. of ex-USSR. So now it's not a secret anymore, it's not a secret place, but at the time, um, I mean, in ex-USSR, it was a closed city, so people cannot enter there without special permission. Okay. Uh, wow. Uh, okay, can you would, t- tell us what name of the city was, say, or is but it now it's, forbidden? Uh, open now, like, so, yeah, but I, I have no idea still, like, you know. No, no, then don't, don't tell it. <laughs> yeah, Tunguska, it was, right? It was the second to, to, you know, you know Tunguska? Because <laughs> it had, uh, like, um, nuclear okay. um, rockets, I believe, so storage for nuclear rockets, yes, and also uh, mm-hmm. department who controls uh, nuclear explosions around the world. Mm-hmm. So, and I came to the department, uh, to that organization. Mm-hmm. And how was it? Was it uh, like, you know, very sophisticated, nice, or yeah, look, it not was... at all? So how to expect for such organization? <laughs> look, it, it was not like James Bond, but definitely it was... But was it nicer? You know, nicer uh, buildings and, uh, or, or, or was it just usual? Like no, no, normal buildings, like, oh, everything like normal, normal. Bu- okay. normal buildings. So you cannot say like, but you, you can see, okay, there is an organization, but you cannot okay. say like what it is. Okay, right? okay. And also, this organization does not only this, but just general geophysical monitoring. So, like, control earthquakes around the world, control um, disasters uh, mm-hmm. and uh, catastrophic events, okay. and so on. Uh, so, what happened? Uh, the organization bought a lot of parks, park computers okay. uh, from some. Wow. Uh, uh, yeah, like, look, at that time, it was crazy investment because they were super expensive. Yeah, of course. Uh, Exactly, yeah. But they bought it because... Um, uh, how big is the Sunfires? So the big one or, or is it a mid-range one? They had different of them, let's say. Okay. like It was about 20 computers. So okay. I even I even had huge monitor from, uh, from Sun connected okay. to Spark. So, yeah, like... And why they bought it? Because software, which was working with uh, special devices, uh, was written specifically for Solaris. Okay. Uh, let's, say, let's say, right. And they mm, was not able to develop the same program by themselves, so they bought a ready-to-go solution. Yeah. That was the reason. However, they bought a lot of computers, and many of them were sitting without any work. Mm-hmm. Mm, and uh, they asked me if I can do something with this. I said, like, I will try, of course. So, And what, what I like about my beginning of uh, work, let's say, adult work, um, that my boss told me, look, uh, you have the goal, how you do it, I don't care. Very good. But mm-hmm. you do it, like, and uh, 
and he did not touch me at all like you know he did not give me like extra tasks so you know like that might blur my focus and so on of course i did some extra minor work but my major focus was on this and yeah like so i decided the following uh, what can what language i can use to program this spark so it was c or java Huh. And Java was exactly so. That was the beginning of Java, and Java was obvious uh, reason to choose because we also had um, Pentiums. Yeah, but organization. this was then later, right? This was shown. Uh, this was like 1997 or something like this, right? I suppose. Uh, it was already 2000. Uh, yeah, 2001. Oh, 2001. So yeah, this so was uh, actually this was a uh, wait. Uh, this is actually interesting. Uh, this is okay. This is almost your uh, recent times. Okay. So yeah, and and the yeah, school you finished was it a high school or university? University, let's say university. Yeah. Ah, okay, then I got it. But we skipped. You were okay, in the, my, you you were my, in the high school. Then was your university, and we are talking after university. Uh, look, when I say high school, I I, I meant university. Ah, okay, so very maybe, good. Because I said this would be strange as high school kid, you know, uh, be, be, doing you know electromagnetic device and be bought by a secret exactly. organization. This was, would be like a small <laughs> Einstein, I would say, right? <laughs> okay. okay, let's say okay. Maybe a little bit different. Yet, okay, uh, no problem. But it's still remarkable. Okay, and so. do, do you had a choice, or you had to go to this organization? Um, I could not say no. Let's say uh, uh, for for I would say uh, political reasons, or because it was a cool. Yeah, uh, because I must do it if I finish this university. I must follow the rules. So, um, I didn't pay for. Um, okay. But this is the same in Germany right now. So you can study, you know, at the military, or it was 20 years ago, and then uh, after the university, they, exactly. they would expect, you know, to join the, the, the military or something, because, I mean, they, exactly, okay, that, that is normal. I thought, you know, this was like public school, they came and say, come to us, and you had no choice, but, you know, go <laughs> to this good like place. No, but yeah, exactly. that is actually cool. So, okay. <laughs> so when, when, did this, uh, when mm -hmm. I did a stop at... at Sparks, I believe, right? So it was many Spark platform, and uh, Java was obvious choice uh, to to program for this. So um, I started to learn Java, and I got good results. Uh, one point three. Okay. One two. At the, uh, at the time, it was one point three already. Oh, not mm. bad. Okay. So yeah, like, and uh, but it still was not enough information for me because in, in, um, internet was slow at the time, it was very limited access, like no information, you know, how to learn. And I was struggling, but at some point I visited the event mm -hmm. in Kyiv, uh, capital city of Ukraine, and I see the stand of Microsoft mm -hmm. systems uh, with Spark platforms. And I, came, I come to the stand and say like, oh, very nice computers, like okay. we have many of them and guide, you know, like saying, ha ha, like it's, how it's possible, like, you know, they're too expensive, <laughs> like, you know, some guys, small guys come yeah. in and say, we have many computers, yeah. I, I, I say, look, I'm working in a specific organization, we bought, like, many computers yeah. from you, he said, like, which one, I said, that one, he said, oh, yes, true, it's true, yeah. like, I, I say, look, I have a big problem, like, I don't know how to program these computers, like, help me somehow, and he said, like, wait a minute, he went to some mm -hmm. secret room, I don't know, like, and he brought eight cd discs fully um let's say with full software for development for um, spark platforms like it was studios like id studios materials documentation examples like collections and so yeah. jdc probably java De developer connection cds so they, they were lots of them 
it was not only Java, it was like for C, you know, like all, everything related to Spark platform at specific yeah. point of time. So they uploaded everything to these disks. It was eight CD disks. I have this um, artifact today, still, yeah. you know, like a memory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was very cool for me and very helpful. Um, it speed, speeded up my learning very, um, very much, let's say. Okay, cool. So and then I started to program on Java, and I started to build really nice, cool things. Again. Can you talk about that, or is it still and, secret? Yes, we, we can. We can actually. No, it's we, we can. It's not a secret. Uh, uh, an interesting point, like I started to evangelize Java <clears throat> inside organization. I said, like, guys, it's a very nice language. Let's learn together. Let's build stuff together. But uh, some people told me, look, eh, Java will die. Yeah, of course. <laughs> they said, no, no way. Like, it's very nice and useful language. So, but um, they didn't follow me, honestly. Like, so I was mm-hmm. mostly alone. Mm-hmm. But I had very strong motivation. And I started to build programs, mm-hmm. programs, specific programs. I actually built many of them, but one of them was my favorite and changed significantly influenced my life. So that program was for collecting geophysical data from distributed international um, data centers okay. in real time. Mm-hmm. For example, if event happens somewhere, like for example, uh, earthquakes happens in, in, in Indonesia, mm-hmm. right? You can connect to specific devices uh, in that region or to data center in that region mm-hmm. and request samples of data like for a specific period of time. Mm-hmm. And then you can do analysis what exactly happened. Like So you can say, okay, it's an earthquake or it's an airplane crash mm-hmm. or it's explosion. Mm-hmm. Um, where did it happen? Is it like on, on the ground or underground? Like, mm-hmm. And what is the magnitude? Like how it can affect people around? Have you, so, have you just collected the data or did you to analyze the data as well? I did the full set, actually. Okay. I did the full set. Uh, it was uh, long-term work, honestly. But I got very, uh, I got approval from this guy, actually, who came for me, who bought okay. me. Okay. School in this, uh, was it a nice guy, he, guy who came to you? Or was it uh, like, you know... He was... I, I appreciate okay. him very much because he... Um, how to say, like, when people judge correctly. Like, okay. So, so, yeah. So, he, uh, he, he saw potential in you, right? Uh, he saw potential in me. He gave people opportunities. Okay. You know, he of course he asked if you don't deliver. You know, he asked where is, where are the results. You mm-hmm. know, like, and if no results, get get the penalty. Yeah. <laughs> but but in general, he always gave opportunities for people, okay. and it's, it's, it's it's very helpful. So at some point, I came to him and I said, "Oh, actually, what happened? My boss, I, I came with idea. I got idea. Like you know, after working two years, I got an idea. Like look, we can automate all this stuff and make the life simpler." Mm-hmm. Uh, and I came to my boss, direct boss, and said, like, let's build this stuff. He said, no, I don't like it. Build better program mm-hmm. for me that I have in mind. Build my idea, let's mm-hmm. say. <laughs> so I had a conflict with my boss okay. <laughs> at that time. And I went directly to that big guy and said, like, look, I know our organization has a problem. I can solve this problem. Um, for that, I need, like, six, pe- six people from different departments, and nobody touched me during the next six months. Wow. And uh, surprisingly, he accepted this. <laughs> okay. So, but your boss, so, well, your direct boss was not happy, right? Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. After this, our relations were not <laughs> Yeah. So, what, what I see, you attended a lot of soft skill uh, courses before that, right? <laughs> 
what do you mean soft skills? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> soft skills courses, you know, politics and how to, you know, ch- uh, choose the right words. And uh, this was just just joke. Yeah, I know, I know. This was just a joke, it you know. Straight, straight yeah. forward, you know. It, it, it was a conflict, honestly. Yeah. Like, so he was not happy, but, and he, you know, even more like he understood, like, his boss, actually, it was his boss gave task directly to me. <laughs> 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 so, but anyway, like uh, the problem was really complex. And during the time, my direct boss he understood it's it's okay that I'm working on this. It's good for everyone. Mm-hmm. And so, what we built, uh, we built a system uh, that requests data from different international again data centers. Then it converts to a specific format for this data, mm-hmm. right? Then it does automatic calculation. Mm-hmm. So it calculates parameters, put. Uh, metrics marks mm-hmm. on the signals mm-hmm. and then what was very interesting solution so because look we had sparks in the server mm-hmm. uh, room right but uh, all operators uh, people um, was using Pentium mm-hmm. um, and uh, how you can use yeah. information I mean programs yeah. from one to another yeah. one only Java right but even Java was not a good solution for that re- for that time for Pentium so I don't know I don't remember exactly the reason so I built solution based on X11. Okay. It means you run stuff on the Spark, mm-hmm. but you export X11 to X uh, window mm-hmm. to Pentium. Mm-hmm. And it became very powerful solution because with slow Pentium, you can use um, great power of Spark platforms mm-hmm. and all calculation happens on the server side. Mm-hmm. So you can do um, stuff remotely. Mm-hmm. Mm, and uh, yeah, <clears throat> I built some kind of combination of sorry, Ajax. Uh, then it was running inside uh, Glassfish uh, server, okay. and then I was using uh, why you use why you use uh, Glassfish and you didn't start it, you know, with your own stuff. I mean, you could write everything from scratch. So why you came the idea to use Glassfish or Java? Uh, because I was using web services. Um, ah, okay, yeah. Metro. So, yeah, back then, uh, I guess. Micro web no, services. Metro. Micro. No, Metro. You know, there was the Metro, M-E-T-R-O web services on Glassfish back then. This was like, I think this was the name of the framework. It was Met- um, uh, Metro, I think it was Sun Microsystems Metro services, and this was the name uh-huh. of the framework on Glassfish. Doesn't matter. It's dead anyway. Uh-huh. Okay. okay. Don't remember. Okay. Like okay. But because of web services, know, but... you use Glassfish, okay? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, that was the solution, actually. And we wrote documentation for this. We did a very good testing. And it was implemented. Uh, we replaced the whole system. So, and people were using this like 10 years after they left the company. So, they did not even update this. Mm-hmm. So, it worked It worked very well. What stopped working is Firefox, <laughs> actually. Okay. Yeah, because uh, I built uh, rich web UI mm-hmm. based on Ajax mm-hmm. at that time, mm-hmm. actually. Mm-hmm. So, but of course, it was built for species for for version one point zero Firefox, I believe. Mm-hmm. And during some period of time, it stopped stopped okay. working. Yeah. But yeah. but yeah, it was replaced by. But what you did it? I mean, just just to understand. So you you wrote a software which ran on Glassfish and uh, exported X11 mm-hmm. protocol to uh, via. Comet, I guess, right back then, probably this was prior WebSocket, so you had some kind of socket, and you've wrote an AJAX solution, which uh, interpreted the you created X11 viewer in browser, or you pulled the server and generated JPEGs or whatever or P- PNGs. What what how it worked? 
You actually implemented so the X11 protocol in browser or you pulled the server and received, you know, screen updates? Yeah, so how it works, uh, for example, you open browser and then you have map uh, with stations on this map and maybe even with event where the event happened. Yeah? So you have some basic information. Okay. Then you put lasso, lasso around this event mm -hmm. and you can choose uh, stations from which you want to collect data. Okay. Right? So all, all of this was inside browser. Mm -hmm. And it was with help of Ajax. Okay. So this initial management and request um, was done with help of Ajax. Then you request the data. Data comes to Glassfish. Glassfish runs web services. This web service starts to request data from um, international data centers. Mm -hmm. Then <clears throat> data centers send. It's like uh, it can be synchronous or asynchronous mm -hmm. um, data data delivery. So um, depends depending on the sensors. So some data was coming synchronously, some data was coming asynchronously. So asynchronous data was coming again to some service at Glassfish. It was converting to, after it was converting to um, same uh, format mm -hmm. for the user processing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then uh, I mounted this data to program which was running inside uh, Spark. Mm -hmm. Right, and I configure it uh, the program on the Spark. I run the program on the Spark, and as I say, export display mm -hmm. to the computer with this IP address. Mm -hmm. So an IP address was the IP address of operator who was working with the browser. Mm -hmm. So the operator mm, had to use browser and ah, a specific program. So have two channels. Okay, X11. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. I'm asking because uh, I was involved in a project 2003 with JBoss, and what we did, we did similar thing with Applets. So we are able in Applet, you know, to view the system. Right. But this was not like right. uh, X11 right. protocol. It's more like a custom protocol for one of my clients. And uh, the student right. built actually right. the viewer. Right. And this was amazing. You can zoom in, zoom out. Back then it was crazy. Okay, cool. Uh, right. Wow. There were right. one of the... Uh, to, to Glassfish 2, was it? 2003, I guess. Be okay. uh, what you used. Because the uh, 3 came around 2008 or something like this. <clears throat> Yeah, but it was built a little bit later, let's say, so in 2008, I finished uh, working at that organization, but uh, I started, let's say, two years before, like, so 2006, maybe this project started 2006, 2005, mm -hmm. something like this, yeah. Um, Glassfish, I remember number three for some reason, okay. like, uh, I don't know, yeah, but maybe I started from two and then upgraded to three, yeah, maybe mm -hmm. like this, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was very useful one solution. Why, why, why you stopped at the organization? Stopped working with them. Oh, interesting. Look, uh, the point came after I built the system, and I know that the organization paid like five millions uh, to build the same software. Um, they paid for another organization, mm -hmm. and they failed actually, mm -hmm. uh, completely failed. And what happened? They accepted my software instead of that software, mm -hmm. but I got like twenty dollars bonus. You know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so like I said, okay, like if no money uh, for me here, uh, and I got fun, like it's still it's still fine <laughs> sitting in the middle of the forest, right? <laughs> yeah, but uh, I said, okay, like if no money, maybe I can get power. Like I came to the guy, yeah. I said, like look, I do. So go away. I, I would I would like fun. to have your place right now, right? <laughs> <laughs> Give me your money or go away. <laughs> 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 you know, I, I, I asked it, look what I asked it. I said, like, make me the main guy uh, of the IT department yeah. in the organization. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. yeah. So at least straightforward, you know, that's the solution. 
Exactly. I, yeah, because everything was it was not interesting anymore yeah. for me. Like, look, I got very high. Yeah. I built this uh, complex system. Yeah. I uh, my, my, why I, uh, why I wanted to become the guy uh, of the department because I have the goal to teach other people, you know, to learn programming and do more yeah. cool uh, research or whatever. Of course, so you can you can play with things. You can you can right. investigate and be you know, yeah, sure, exactly. yeah. Exactly, because what happened, the guy from science department uh, became more advanced than guys from IT department. Okay. So, and I, I wanted to solve the problem. Yeah. And I guess your, your boss said no, right? The boss said no, <laughs> because probably it would be no <laughs> Because you skip him, because you ask your super boss. So, no, 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 I came to super boss. I came to super okay. boss. I came to super boss yeah. and asked me. Super boss said, like, no, I cannot, like, so. Why not? Stay. Uh, why, why he said not? Maybe it was busy already. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> it's always interesting because I never worked for, uh, really for a company. I always was freelancer. And it's always, you know, nice to see how the politics are working. For me, it's all funny almost, you know, because if you, if you look from outside, it's funny. If you are inside, it's not that funny, right? Look, it, it was not commercial organization. It was government organization. So it's, it works even differently. <laughs> I already uh, had the conversation with someone and I think it, I told it on a podcast. So uh, there, we had a task force and uh, it was really sophisticated. And... And uh, I worked with internal people, and the internal people were really involved. And we solved the problem, right? And um, mm -hmm. and uh, then the internal guys were called to the super boss, and the super boss gave them them as a reward a small toy, you know. So I don't know even whether it was twenty mm -hmm. euros. <laughs> and one guy said, mm -hmm. "I'm quitting." <laughs> yeah, yeah, look, look, look. This was uh, very similar to you. Uh, completely understandable for me. I mean, the the worth of the work they did. It was, you know, it was millions, and and there should be a way yeah, in exactly. company to reward such, you know, such work because it was not usual what they did, and, and they worked overtime yes, and, exactly. and 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 they were really passionate and say this is a crazy why you know, um yeah this was a pity, yeah, yeah. okay, exactly exactly and how uh, yeah, you quit so, and what happened afterwards after after secret organization is is the name of the secret okay. organization secret or is it. Uh, no, now it's uh, not, not a secret. So it was Department of National Space Agency of Ukraine, um, Department of Special Monitoring, uh -huh. uh, National National Data Center, Geophysical National Data Center of Ukraine. Okay. So okay. It's a really long name, to be yeah. honest. No, no, but interesting name. <laughs> interesting name. Interesting name. Yeah. And what we did afterwards? So you had a solution to the... Or... Uh, look, it was not easy to cute, honestly, <laughs> because usually such organizations, you are married forever. Yeah, but um, actually, interesting point. I wrote program for um, another organization. It's uh, Antarctic uh, Ukrainian Station. Wow! Uh, so we were one of Ukraine is one of the not many countries that have station in Antarctica. Okay. And um, yeah, I, I I had a ticket to Antarctica. Okay. At the year I queued the organization, like so, it was competition. Like only twelve people go to every year to Antarctica, mm -hmm. and they sit there the whole year. Mm -hmm. And then they come back after one okay. year. So and you, I had a ticket already there. I won the competition, uh, but um, some health issue happened. Okay. Yeah, and I just wasn't able physically to go. Okay. There. And um, I decided, okay, like if it happens, maybe it's a signal. Maybe I need to cute, and that health issue helped me to escape the Oh, very good. I'm uh, not very good. I mean, yeah. uh, very good strategy that you could escape. You know. So. <laughs> Look, uh, that was uh, the situation. Like in reality, I I, I got sick, mm -hmm. but from other side, like it was uh, the reason uh, for strong reason to stop working in the, in, in the organization because I I need like special treatment. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, afterwards, you 
you got a treatment? Yeah, and uh, why I decided to keep like in parallel and okay, how strong I am, what can I do? Can I make money actually with programming now? Mm -hmm. And in parallel, I was trying to figure out like maybe I can do some paid work and I found a project that nobody was able to build it, solve it. And I said, like, okay, I will do it. So it was interesting one. I did it. I earned, uh, let's say, in a month, uh, more than I earned in a year in that organization. Wow. So yeah, after I realized, okay, like, so that's that's a good way probably to go. Okay. <laughs> so maybe I need to, to stop working for government. Okay. Yeah, and I, at your government, I started to work for startups, um, for several startups. Mm -hmm. I saw how they felt. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's uh, true. So um, it was actually time when many startups started. So I was building actually JavaScript side mm -hmm. and some startups client side and some and some startup sorry server, server side jQuery depending. back then jQuery yeah. actually yes, but I had my own library I called like full Ajax. It, it just converted the whole uh, web page automatically to Ajax. So you just connect the library. Nice. So, but anyway, the yeah, jQuery I was using a lot as well, and I like the tool, the library. So, yeah, like, and I started to earn normal money, started to learn how commercial programming works. 2009, 2010, yeah. when was it? Yeah, 2018, yeah, 2018, yeah. 2018, was it, or 2008? Oh, sorry, 2008. 2008 or 2010, sorry, something yeah. around that, okay, okay. okay. Yeah, exactly, 2008. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, yeah, like, so... But also we figure out uh, while I was working for like a freelancer for several startups, I figure out there is a problem um, with uh, infrastructure management because like, okay, when you want to deliver a new update, you need to create like stage environment. Mm -hmm. Like, and I cannot create stage environment. I need to wait like system admin guy, but he, he doesn't want to do yeah. it. Like for some reason, like uh, I depends on him what to do. Like, you know, and all these uh, things uh, I realized, okay, like maybe Maybe I can build something for myself to speed up uh, my freelance work and be faster, be more efficient. And I started to build a platform for my own needs. Okay. And actually, it helped me to earn more money faster. So I remember interesting case when one guy came to me and said, like, I want to build uh, upload of application for uploading photos mm -hmm. to, the, my, to my server. Mm -hmm. And we had no um, smartphones at that time, only phones with Java, mm -hmm. right? And I was building this uh, Java for... J2ME. Exactly, J2ME. Okay. And I built something like Instagram people do today, okay. and I built it in two weeks. Mm -hmm. I gave him um, prototype, my task was for prototype, um, and I built it for many um, phones. It worked well, I gave him, I got my money. Later, guy hired people, more people to build like, you know, production system. Yeah. As I know, they were working like three months. They were not able yeah. even to get to my prototype yeah. level. So yeah, but, but, they, okay. but they had, in contrary to you, nicer UML diagrams, and they wrote, you know, Java doc, and they had meetings, and you <laughs> and you just delivered the of code, course. you know. <laughs> of course, <laughs> you know how it works. <laughs> and they, they wrote probably even some Word files, you know, some Word documents. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, like, this is how it works. And um, at some point, I was working for a very nice startup mm -hmm. for analyzing market of hotels. Booking. Okay. Uh, I mean, like, our rooms go up, down, yeah. like, very interesting one. We collected a lot of data. We built a UI for this project. 
but during the night, I was working on my project, on my idea. So um, yeah, literally, like I had like two works uh, during the day. I was working for a company during the night for my own project. Mm-hmm. My wife said me like, "You are crazy! Like, what are you doing? Like, you are killing like you know." Mm-hmm. Relations like because you're not living with us, you're living with computer yeah. like you know? <laughs> <laughs> something like this. I said like, wait, it will pay enough for later. Like yeah. you know, at some day we will compete with Google. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said like, you you are crazy. Like, <laughs> but, but I like I, I love you anyway. Okay. I stay with you. <laughs> and, um, you have still the, the same know. wife right now. Um, it's a hey, no, no, you don't have to answer. You don't have to answer. This is too private. Okay, then go ahead. Okay. <laughs> so, we have very good relations. Uh, okay. Uh, so, uh, what was uh, next? Next, uh, we built. I built the system two years, uh, okay. and it became very, very sophisticated. Honestly, and what you built? At some what, what point, you built? What you built? <laughs> so we use it inside Elastic now, but. Uh, People call it backend as a service, mm-hmm. uh, you know, sometimes. How you got the backend idea and how you started? More. What was the first line of code of backend as a service? So, you know, there was the first night, what you did. I mean, how you got the idea that you need something like this and what 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 you started with? So this is always interesting, you know, what you did the first night. Uh-huh. Look, it was probably or upload or signing, something okay. like this. Mm. Yeah, of course. Uh, probably signing. Because you have to, yeah, you, yeah, yeah of course, because you have to test it from day one, okay? Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah. So we built serverless solution mm-hmm. in 2018, uh, 28, sorry, 28, uh, 2008, sorry, 2008. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And we started to think about, okay, maybe we need to raise some money for our project and make a commercial mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but I had, I did not know English at all at the time, oh, okay. honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I, had many, I don't know. I did not like it for some reason. <laughs> 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 so we started to build presentation and show, visit some events. Um, it was actually some trendy to do like startup at the yeah. time. You know. And at some point, one of our co-founders showed up at a specific event, and one of the investors read right word in our in, in the name of our presentation. Okay. It was cloud. Of course. It was cloud. So we figured out, we figured out we built something like a cloud. I, 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 I know what it was. It was like your bio, no? I, I, I grew up in Ukraine. There's a lots of clouds. The weather was bad. It's like, hey, cloud. <laughs> you get the money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why, why I call it the cloud? Because uh, um, the solution Google App Engine was in some way close to what we do. Mm-hmm. So in some way close to it. Our solution was easier uh, with less things to do faster, but it was like a cloud. Was Solaris based really. with containers or was it Linux based? No, 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 no. It was Java based, but it was already on uh, Linux. Yeah, so it, it was, was Java based. So you, okay. And uh, I mean, I cannot, uh, is it like an application server with shared deployments or what, what was, I mean? So it's a stuff that deploys, so uh, let's say framework deploys on top of Tomcat uh, with Spring um, libraries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it makes you able to use our APIs Mm-hmm. So you can just call APIs and uh, interconnect APIs. We also have engine which we called cloud scripting engine. Wait a second. It you should... say now is it is it uh, is this exactly the same what you did two thousand eight? Assuming not exactly the same. It's the same idea. Look, that principle um, we did not push that principle to end customers. We rolled it down a little bit because it was too far after we did initial. Um, Let's say survey 
uh, what people like and what they will use, like we realize that it will be very hard to co- make a commercial product based on this uh, mm-hmm. because uh, companies uh, do not want to look for specific API, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, even specifically if you are a startup, mm-hmm. so nobody knows you, like nobody will write for your API. So mm-hmm. it's too early. Mm-hmm. In, in 2008, it was really too early. We decided to scale down from backend as a service to platform as a service. Okay. But this backend service is very actively used inside Elastic. So we use this solution for our own needs. It helps us very much. So this is the reason why we move so fast, because we can build uh, solutions very quickly on backend service we build for ourselves. So what I remember, I actually recorded even a screencast with your software. Is I was able to, you know, to say I would like to have two glass fishes with a nice UI, so a nice user yeah. interface. And I said I would like to have a cluster of two. And I just pushed the wall and it worked. So it seems like yeah. there was a, a big t- Payara or Glassfish was in your cloud already. So yeah. Uh, is it, yeah, but is this, where is the Glassfish running? In a container or what, what is it? Yeah. <clears throat> so what, what happened? Uh, look, after we built this backend as a service, mm-hmm. um, again, like it's very, uh, you can make an analogy like Lambda uh, okay. to, to get there uh, with APIs injected inside, let's mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. So, But it's running inside uh, Java Virtual Machine. Mm-hmm. Anyway, like so, we after we met our investors, we realized they have access, they have containers technology. So they are one of the guys who build containers. Mm-hmm. And I I knew about containers uh, in my previous organization when I was working with Spark because uh, I visited event where Sun introduced containers mm-hmm. as well. At that time, I did not understand what it means like and how it works, but. You know, like it uh, said somewhere in my mind. Mm-hmm. But after I met the investors, I realized they have containers. I started to play with this solution. I and I was very much excited yeah. about elasticity of containers, how flexible they are, so that you can scale them vertically. Like uh, I was so much excited that um, we we decided again like to scale down and move uh, the platform as a service and build container runtimes for developers. Mm-hmm. So they can go easier with this, like, staging, clustering, you know, high-ability, like, redeployment, and all this um, complexity, mm-hmm. uh, system administration complexity. So, yes, you, this Glassfish and Payara instances, each of them uh, is running inside isolated uh, containers. Okay, this is what I saw. So, uh, interesting. Yeah. So the first thing what you did, I always, uh, actually, at, this, uh, at that time frame, I always ask myself why Sun is not doing this. Because, uh, I don't know whether you remember, there was the grid project from Sun. This was like the first cloud from Sun Microsystems. And mm-hmm. for, <clears throat> for me, it was uh, a way too hard to operate. So you had to, you know, to zip everything, upload or whatever. And, and they always had the ears of war. So I asked myself, why they just not run whatever server they have? And we can just, you know, push this ear to the cloud and this is solved. The APIs are there. And this would be serverless, actually. Because you can push, yes. you know, the war. And you don't care about the server, and you can say, okay, I would like to have a cluster of two or one or, or three or whatever. I, I don't care. And you actually implement this as well. And and I always ask myself, why no one is doing this, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why Sun. Maybe because look, they made money from hardware. hardware yeah, right? exactly. So and it was a conflict of business models. Yeah. For them, mm. and it was risky, maybe, and yeah, they did not take a risk. 
But you did it. So that's interesting. And this is why what yeah, Google, look, App, uh, Engine, Google App, Gen, App, App Engine was very similar. They also had, you know, own persistence, uh, but this was not standard. They had uh, their own uh, API. I forgot actually the name. Um, it was JDO-based and uh, kind of transactions. This was like, uh, yeah, well, yeah, interesting that you did it. Mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah, what you could okay. deploy, Wars, to your solution? Or was what was the packaging? So you could deploy Zip or Wars? Or what was the idea then? Inside our... Different solution. solution. Mm -hmm. Yeah, look, uh, it depends again. Like, if you talk about current uh, situation, no, when back you then, the historical, historical solution. <laughs> historical, I mean, back, back end as a service, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So you you deploy, we, we call them scriptlets, like ah. snip, or snip, snippets. So it's a part of it's just code, so, like a lambda code, you know, like okay. some small part of the code that do interconnection of API calls. Yeah, it's lambda, actually. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 and then you scale back and then became you know container provider. So now you are similar right. to let's say Linode, right? Something like this, you know Linode? Mm, yes, I do know Linode. We are not uh, like Linode completely. There is a significant difference. I can tell you. Okay. This. First, first of all, um, our business model: mm -hmm. we are software vendor. We are not cloud provider. Okay. We do not. We do not operate um, data centers at all. Okay. So we don't touch data of end customers in the most cases, like only if customer asks us. Mm -hmm. So what we do, we build software for data center operators, for data center managers and owners. Okay. They can install our software on top of their infrastructure and convert traditional data center business model to cloud business model. Okay. So they can offer a platform as a service with our solution. It's a turnkey solution to deliver full life cycle uh, related to cloud business. So end customers will get nice, helpful, and powerful platform as a service. Mm -hmm. Service providers will get the tools to understand what's going on with this cloud business, like how many users, like what are what, who is the most active, you know, like uh, what exactly they deploy. Mm -hmm. Is there any like fraud actions, um, okay. like alert monitoring system, like marketing campaigns? A lot of things around this. Like it's not really like. Simple one, but it's a turnkey okay. solution. Then <clears throat> we provide second level support to data center providers, and we try to watch uh, quality of our partners around the world. So if a user faces a problem with our partner, we can jump and uh, solve the problem specifically. Uh, try to figure out why the pattern wasn't able to provide good, good quality of services. Okay. And try to figure out if customer wants to migrate that data to another provider, like so, help with this. Okay. Mm, and so and so on. So at the end, we have catalog of our partners around the world, like certified partners, um, that offer Jolastic. and and customers can choose different locations and companies with different juris jurisdictions. So okay. it's not owned by U.S.-based companies. Okay. So if your company is from Switzerland, most likely you want to host data inside Switzerland, yeah. and you want that this data is managed by Swiss company, not US-based company. Mm -hmm. So this is the case of Jolastic. So we give, first of all, freedom of choice of jurisdictions around the world. The data has uh, sovereignty, so it stays inside the uh, country. It's managed by local people. Mm -hmm. So this is very important today. In okay. the past, it was not so much but today like you know in the modern world yeah it's very much important so there are many different regulations like G gdpr right yeah and other countries are adding uh, similar rules. yeah and, i mean and privacy is really good marketing i would say so really exactly. yeah exactly um okay i 
got you. So uh, another question. Uh, at one point of time, oh. you worked together with James Gosling, right? We are still connected to Rimo. Okay. But uh, he was one, what was it? Chair or what something from Jelastic, right? At the beginning. He, he, he is an independent director. Ah. He is still independent director. Perfect. So if, if something happens, we can not, for example, come to the same page with investors, right? Like, or if there is a big decision we need to take, uh, you know, like he will know about this. Okay. Uh, I will inform him. Okay. And if his opinion, he can tell us, okay, I believe this way is a good way to go. If oh, very good. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah. if I install Gelastic now, I mean, if you can reveal what's behind, is it a Kubernetes, you know, flavored Kubernetes, or is it like what you're doing actually? Why, why I should choose Gelastic and not, let's say, OpenShift? Very good. If you have deep pockets, so, um, I mean, yeah. free okay. money. You so you are cheaper? Turn, like, <laughs> yes, exactly. Like significantly. So you can get um, significant um, cost reduction. Okay. So then, look, uh, Kubernetes is a great solution. So no words about this. It's moving forward. Many people are adopting it. Like, but still, it has some limitations, right? Um, specifically related to stateful, stateful workloads. Yeah. We are super cool there. Uh, you can migrate all traditional workloads uh, without significant efforts to Elastic, uh, mm -hmm. and we can we will scale it. If not horizontally, then vertically. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so if you will get the scalability. Again, like it's much easier to do transition from traditional to cloud with Elastic. Mm -hmm. So digital transformation uh, gets easier. Um, I would yeah, say. Yeah, but, but I mean, I mean, for me, this was not like a heretical question. It was more like uh, the. Uh, I mean, Kubernetes just starts containers, right? So you need something which starts and stops containers. I assume your solution is also container-based. And uh, so you yeah. need a kind of container starter. <laughs> and then you get the Kubernetes we operator. We built everything by ourselves. So Because okay. we started to build, build the, the platform in 2008, if you remember. Mm -hmm. In 2010, we got first money from investors and we got access to containers. From We built platform as a service from uh, 2010. Okay. And uh, and the containers are still using Docker or OCI or just the you know the the the, the I mean the OCI and OCR I think is the container runtime. So you, you are abstracted from the Docker or you are using you know the Docker directly. Uh, our case is the following: um, as we host multiple uh, heterogeneous uh, applications from different customers on mm -hmm. the same host mm -hmm. hosts. On the same physical machines. Yeah. Security is super security is super important. Mm -hmm. We cannot go with default Docker runtime. Mm -hmm. uh, the best one runtime for us was exactly that our investors was holding. Uh, it was virtuoso. It is virtuoso. Uh, mm -hmm. or open with the people know it open with the mm -hmm. it's designed for hosting industry. So um, it was tested like during fifteen years or seventy years. Uh, so it's it's it, it it's good enough in terms of security for us. Mm -hmm. So we can install Elastic, uh, I mean, um, software stacks inside virtual containers mm -hmm. and deploy them on, on environmental host machines. Mm -hmm. And it works mm, great. Okay. How we, how we merge this with Docker? Like, so, but Docker, again, like, Docker got very good traction and people know Docker, but people don't know about virtual. So we just merge it two things. We merge it two containers. So now we have uh, the best from the most world. Mm -hmm. You can package in Docker format. You can build with Docker approach. When it's ready, we get this image. 
and then we convert this to virtual containers. Okay, so, so then th 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 you answered my question. This is very similar. This is actually whether you are working, you know, via the OCI because the Docker became standardized and you, you are no more depending dependent on Docker. And uh, you, you, OpenVC is an uh, interesting solution. So you are using OpenVC instead of Docker, but you get the Docker development experience, right? So the, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. That's interesting, but this would answer the question because Kubernetes would be, you know, hard to customize for that. But uh, in my eyes, you know, the the operator, if, if you're building, you know, a more focused solution, uh, in my eyes, it's not that hard, you know, to start and stop containers. And, and because Kubernetes is a general or generic solution, they have, you know, yeah. to to think about pluggable operators and and pluggable pluggable schedulers and thinking about you know GPUs and whatever. And you can say, okay, this is our focus. So you can simplify the entire stack and make it uh, more usable or or less complex. Mm, yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Um, I agree. Mm, yeah, I just wanted to because I'm I'm not pro Kubernetes. So I just you know I would mm -hmm. like to understand what you're actually doing. And uh, now it makes mm -hmm. sense. So you're using OpenVC because uh, of better isolation. And you, you build yes. your own orchestrator because you can uh, you can talk directly to the OpenVZ uh, virtual machines and they can start a stop. And uh, have you looked at something okay. like... And look, about live migration, for example, right? Yeah. Live migration. Mm -hmm. Why people do stateless? Uh, have you, um, did, you have a, did you think about this? Like, why the stateless movement started? Yeah, because it's easy. Because? Because it's easy. Because yeah. they killed and, and start somewhere else. This is the migration, right? I, I can add some little bit um, to the sentence. Because it's easier... Or service provider. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Infrastructure. <laughs> yeah, this is exactly so, like you know why no SQL came because it was hard to implement SQL on key value stores, right? And then they find out that actually everyone would like to have SQL, and now they change that to not only SQL, and now it's just pointless. But uh, yeah, and the stateless everyone, you know, this was this was what I really hated at conferences. Everything has to be stateless, but we have state, you know. Yes. As we we cannot just what it means is if I store everything in a database, it becomes simpler and. In my firefighting projects, we never had, actually, we barely had problems with the application servers. Or I, actually, I cannot remember that we have any exactly. problems with application servers. If we have scaling problems, with the database, always database, right? Exactly. Exactly, yes. So scaling applications is easier. It's easy. It's yeah. not really hard. And, and the conference is no stateless workloads. Yeah, okay, fine. But uh, yeah, <laughs> this, therefore, it's the, uh, and now Kubernetes remembers, okay, eigentlich, <laughs> he says, actually, uh, we would like to have uh, stateful work, uh, workloads, and now they have you know, stateful sets, and, and now it com everything comes afterwards. Yeah. Look, but they, they call it stateful being, you know, like I think they had confusion to Yeah. What is stateful that the, all the all the nodes are starting in the right order, right? So this what what you get. So you know right. the master would stateful, state. Stateful look, they, they don't say stateful for storing data in memory, like no. right? they say stateful states save data on some storage, like you know, just yeah. but it's not it's not a stateful container because this container doesn't store anything like so. Why is it a stateful container? Like? Yeah, what, what they call it stateful know. sets in Kubernetes is if you have, for instance, master master slave or follow leader solution, uh, politically correct. Mm -hmm. So then the uh, with Kubernetes, if you say it's stateful, it will start the master first and then the slave, right? So so this is mm -hmm. what a little bit you know we get more support uh, for stateful. Mm -hmm. Uh, applications now okay but cool yeah. uh, what i saw is you also uh supporting jakarta ee9 so i was curious yeah. to know what your solution has to do with jakarta e uh we provide runtimes for end customers mm -hmm. right and jakarta is um there is standard for runtimes for such runtimes we support such runtimes so we create clustering for some of them which one and uh, for Glassfish, for Payara, mm -hmm. for um, Wildfly, mm -hmm. I believe. Yeah, for, for Tom, Tomcat and Tommy. Uh, oh, Open Liberty, you know? Open. 
Open Liberty, we have, look, they have a very good solution for Kubernetes. So we decided to, to go with um, Open Liberty inside Kubernetes inside Elastic. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's, it's, it's possible too. So you can run Kubernetes inside Elastic and you can enjoy um, better elasticity at the end. And then you could, and then you can deploy your scriptlets from 2008 into Open Liberty, you know, then it's the full circle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Okay. Um, uh, have you have you had the chance to look at uh, Firecracker, for instance, from Amazon? So you, the new virtual machines, which are uh, they are high isolation, but I uh, know not as yeah, yeah, yeah. And you like yeah, this? Yeah, I like I like movement in this direction. So look, we need more projects like this. Uh, I, I really like it there. Yeah. So um, we we try to use it. Uh, it does not fit to our platform yet. doesn't yep. have enough functionality yet. Yeah. But in general, it's, it's a good moment. Like, so more projects we have, mm -hmm. better we can, better solution and customers will get it there. Mm -hmm. And uh, what I understood now with the OpenVZ and so forth, is your solution right now still Java-based or you can just run Java? Or are you using Java inside Jelastic <coughs> for your own purposes? We do use Java heavily inside Jelastic. Wow. But it's not only Java, of course. Mm -hmm. It's not only uh, it's not only Java. It's a set of uh, Python scripts, right? Okay. Some bus logic and uh, and so on. But the main modules are written in Java. Okay. And uh, is your solution only you know for larger customers, or can developers play with it, or you know, because it sounds like a uh -huh. nice project. Look, uh, it's following. If you're a small guy, I definitely recommend you to go to one of our providers mm -hmm. because. Because you will enjoy pay-per-use, so never pay for the limits, pay for only real uh, used resources. And Adam, please remember this, like when this model becomes popular across the world, like and everyone will offer it, so Jelastic started it. Mm -hmm. So what we do, like very important, uh, and actually why virtual container is important, because they help us to do it. So what, what we offer, uh, if you go to, let's say today, like to digital, right, or to Amazon, and you buy like uh, some instance, X 16 gigabytes of RAM, mm -hmm. but your application is using only two gigabytes of RAM. Mm -hmm. You overpay for all these unused resources. Yeah. I still understand if it happens with virtual machines because most likely, like resources allocated to these virtual machines. But now, what we see, like people started, I mean, companies started to offer containers. Containers share resources by default with other containers. You don't need to do anything; it's just done by default. Mm -hmm. But service providers charge you for unused resources. Mm -hmm. Right, like so, it's not fair for. Yes, it, it will generate more money for cloud providers. Yeah, but I don't believe it's a, you know like it's a good business like. To do. So there is a should be better model. Yeah, and we offer pay per use. So if you don't use resource, you don't pay for it. Okay, and it solves very huge problem, which is called right sizing. Imagine you have hundred environments and per each environment about 10 containers. So you have thousands of containers with different stacks. Mm -hmm. How you track all this, you know, configurations, like this container need a little bit more RAM, that one little bit less, like to be more efficient, like mm -hmm. it's very hard to fine tune all these limits. So if you have to pay for the limits, this problem will always exist. Okay. If you don't pay, like you just don't care, like you said, high limits and that's it. If application needs more resources, it will get. If it's not need, it will not pay for it. Okay. So, but uh, how, how how to get? So, do you have some you know favorite partners or how to how to register to your cloud? I mean, what to do? So yeah, easy. 
Easy. You you go gelastic.com, uh, you will see sign up uh, and you will be able to choose a partner or you go to gelastic.cloud where is the catalog of partners okay. and uh, yeah, you can choose by location, by quality of services, by quality of infrastructure. Okay, cool. Thank you. So uh, do you have any other pointers? You know, you have a blog, Twitter or... Yeah, follow for my Twitter and blog gelastic.com slash blog. Uh, we write um, about interesting things like after clustering, okay. vertical scaling very much. So okay. please follow us and you can learn more about platform service in general. Oh, perfect. So thank you. And I would really like to reinvite you back and talk a little bit more about what you're doing at weekends because this is the interesting stuff, what you're hacking at weekends. Uh, <laughs> then you wanted you know, to chat with me with kitesurfing because I have no idea how it works, but you can explain me, right? Ah, uh, kite, okay, kite surfing, yes, kite surfing. Yeah, okay. <laughs> this is the next time. We have a chat next time. Yeah, I would say January, so February. Good. Sounds good, Adam. Yes, okay. let's do it next time. Yeah. Thank you for your questions. It was a very interesting conversation. I enjoyed this very much. Yeah, thank if you. Any questions, if any questions happen, uh, just let me know. Thank you.